Welcome to season three of Inside My Canoe Head, a podcast about individual emergency preparedness, where we talk about topical issues of the day. We interview people who are dealing with it on a regular basis. We ask the tough, difficult, and controversial questions. Sit back, relax. Let's get to it. All right, welcome back to the Ottawa studios of Inside My Canoe Head. Listen, this week we are going to take an extra step in the preparedness chain. We're going to do an episode today on physical fitness. Now, normally our Monday episodes are all about politics and the things happening in the world, but it's pretty much on fire and in chaos, so you don't need another voice telling you all about that. What I'm going to do today is talk about what you can do to be fit and be ready to deal with life's disruptions. So let's get to it. All right, welcome. Listen, fitness is a lifestyle. It is a life thing. It is not something that you just do for a short period of time. It's probably the best habit that you can ever adopt in life. And fitness is your best weapon when it comes to dealing with life's disruptions. Now, we always say that your mind is your greatest weapon when it comes to decision-making, when it comes to figuring out your way through different strategies or through events as they occur placed in front of you. You only have one body. You only get one shot at this thing called life, and your body is what carries you through this life. So it might as well be fit, it might as well be useful, and it might as well not be a drag on what you're trying to achieve. And so being your best weapon and being your carriance and your method of conveyance, for lack of a better term, we know that it feels brain power. We know that the number one thing that fights depression more than anything else is exercise. Absolutely, unequivocally, scientifically backed up, however you want to phrase that. I don't like to use the word proven because as a scientist, I understand that nothing is actually truly proven. It's just the vast majority of the preponderance of evidence in support of a certain position negates the ability of an argument to support most of the other positions. It, But it's not proven. But anyhow, on a sidebar, we know that that is true. We know that for almost every human being, um, depression is can be managed quite successfully through exercise. It's a whole bunch of chemical processes, etc. And when you feel more capable of dealing physically with the outside world, that you are far better off. And listen, the Navy SEALs, because who doesn't like to mention the Navy SEALs when we talk about fitness? But they teach something called the 40% rule. And that is a mental game more than it is a physical game. But the physical relationship is when you get to the point where your body feels totally physically, absolutely spent, exhausted, nothing left, you're done, pack her in, call the cab, get an Uber, you can't move an inch, you have reached 40% of what your body is physically capable of doing. 40%. It is the mind that gets you over that, pushes through that barrier that your body puts up and carries on. Now, today I don't want to talk about the 40% being the barrier. What I want to talk about is your ability to become fitter than you are right now. We have a problem in our society where 
every time an individual like myself, for example, today I'm starting a new fitness routine. Um, we all start new fitness routines at different times because we find ourselves a little bit out of shape. I'm 51 years old. I'm not rubber and bouncing back like I used to. So as a result of that, I need to get out there and spend and invest some time into physical fitness. So you look around. So what are my options? Well, I can join a gym, but okay, then, you know, all of the things that go along with the pandemic restrictions and rules that may or may not be in place in your area, that requires a significant, normally an annual investment that when you add up all the 52, you know, 26 biweekly payments, you're probably pretty close to $1,000 all in. Uh, and if it doesn't work out in two weeks, you're still stuck with that commitment for the entire year. You may or may not have joining fees. Um, or you can download these videos, but it's absolutely totally full of these uber cut buff dudes and buff women that look like they could shred the paint off the wall with their eyelashes. And I'm looking like, where's the dad bod doing the exercise video? Whoever figures that one out, you're going to ace it and make a million bucks to do a set of fitness videos in a dad bod, right? I mean, seriously, that's the way to be in the future. But if you make that decision that, that you realize that you need to increase fitness or add fitness to your, to your world, there, there are a couple of things that you have to consider. Number one, everybody always says, talk to your doctor, and it's always good. I mean... Going to see your doctor and having a little checky poo on the heart and lungs and things like that is never a bad thing anyhow. It's always good, especially when you get into the second half of your century of life like I'm in now. You just want to every periodically once in a while drop in to see the big fella or the nice lady and say, hey, listen, um, I really appreciate you take a check around to see how things are working. Make sure everything's systems are good to go. And, and is it OK for me to exert myself in a little bit stronger than normally uh than i normally do etc um well once you get over that hurdle uh there's so many options out there there's so many choices it seems overwhelming when you're like listen i just want to drop some weight i want to feel better about myself i want to have a better outlook and attitude um most of that is going to be one in the kitchen now, pretty much any expertise or the or trainer that you find in the fitness world will tell you 75% of your weight loss and fitness goals are achieved through your nutritional choices that you make. 25% are going to be achieved through the physical exertion that you do on your body, right? So if you want to lose weight, you can come up with 57 different plans and they're all over the internet, but the end weight is to lose weight as a human being. You have to burn more calories in the run of a day than you consume. Every one of your plans that you see on the internet, every strategy that you can come up with, it's the same equation. There is a very simplistic rule to human weight loss. A pound of fat is 3,500 calories. So if you put yourself in a 500 calorie deficit every day, you burn one pound a week. It's not hard. You don't need to hire a personal trainer. Counting your calories is not difficult. It's mandated where I live in Canada and probably where most of you do reside. There are very simple lists uh, on products that you buy in the grocery store. Now, I would caution you to make sure that you look at the calories are usually per serving and it's not the can or whatever. But anyhow, you can do the math. The point being is, is that 
losing weight is simple from a mathematical perspective and the methodology. How you execute the physical side of it is what I want to talk about today and what I want to concentrate on today. Because how I'm doing it and how I've done it in the past, I've been all over the map, right? I had some great physical fitness plans. I had some very in-depth, I had a personal trainer for a short period of time. I mean, I've tried everything under the sun. But what works for me at this point is going for a walk. And I'm dead serious. That 10,000 steps that everybody talks about is probably a pretty good measure. Do you need a Fitbit? to uh to do that no you go on google maps it's free listen an average human being walking for 10 kilometers per is 12,000 steps okay so i have a route that is nine and a half kilometers and my plan is to walk it every day then everything every other step i take for the rest of the day is just bonus above the 12,000. The reason being is, is because of what I do for a living. I spend the 90% solution of the day sitting on my butt in front of a keyboard. Because that's the lifestyle that I've chosen to earn an income, and that's how I execute, and a lot of people do now from working from home, the same thing. We have to be a little bit more intuitive when it comes to making sure that we move this physical body. Because the human body is designed to be moved. There's some great theorists out there that look back and you've heard of things called caveman fitness and paleo diets and all of these things trying to return the thought process into the animalistic requirements. What did the human animal, how did it exist on this earth prior to modernization, prior to vehicles, prior to cars, prior to all these automated things that took away the physical nature of the majority of our lives and put us into some type of sedentary form and living in an urban environment. If you look at the human animal, so nature has constructed us to work in a physical environment. Now, we've been around for about 100,000 years, depending on who, what scientist you believe. And if you look at the very, very small couple hundred years that we've lived in fairly urban modern days where we have very little physical requirements the human animal hasn't changed much evolution takes far longer than that to become some form of modern human that doesn't require that level of physical exertion so if we look at what the human animal is designed to do and what it what it, the systems are designed to do it's simplistic and again i come back to simplicity i'm a huge fan of bringing things down to its constructive simplistic parts it's designed to do three things the human animal is designed to walk long distances the human animal is designed to sprint for short periods of time at high rates of speed and the human animal is designed to carry heavy things that's it it's really that simple so your fitness if you look at the animalistic requirements of a human being how was a human being designed? What made it fit and capable of dealing with the world around it? And if you base your physical fitness plan upon what the animal needs, you're an animal, by the way. You may not agree with it. Someday you may act like an animal, but you're an animal. So if you look at it and you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to go for a walk and I need to carry heavy things. So I carry heavy things when I walk. I have a weighted vest. 
it's not huge. It's 40 pounds. I strap it over top of my sweatshirt. It is like minus 27 out this morning with wind chill. Um, and then I go for a walk. I carry heavy things. I go for a walk. I burn some more calories than I normally would for my little walk. I come back. Um, and periodically, once or twice a week, I plan on doing some sprints. Um, it's kind of hard right now because the streets are all covered in ice and I'm likely to break my neck. But if I can find a place, great. If I can't, I'll just keep walking. But the point is, it's not complicated. It does not require a gym membership. Really and simply, I have said this over and over again, preparedness is not expensive. It doesn't really cost any money. Your fitness component of preparedness is no different, right? Keep it to the basics. Go for a walk. Get the human body. Listen, there's a lot of times when, and, and I'll tell you a great story. This comes from a magazine article that was in several mainstream magazines. I actually think it started in the Rolling Stone magazine, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. It could be that or Glamour. Uh, I'm not sure. Anyhow, the point being was as an individual was, was just having a blasé life and they were down and things weren't working and their gastrointestinal system sucked. And you go on and on. Basically how a lot of us have felt through this pandemic that we're just, we're simply like, oh, what is next? Like, come on, what can be problem next? You know, you're having that kind of physical and emotional existence and went to see the doctor trying to figure out what's wrong. And the doctor provided a very basic prescription. And it was, I'm going to ask you to do these things and just these things for the next 30 days. And then I'm going to ask you to come back and see me. And then we can talk about what's going on. And what the doctor said was, eat when you're hungry, but when you eat, eat food. And if you remember a previous episode I did on food, we're talking about single ingredient things. So meat, fish vegetables, not manufactured goods in the center aisles, not cereals, not all this other stuff. If it has one ingredient, you eat it. So the doctor said, whatever you like, eat slowly until you're full and then stop eating. Drink water, just water. Now I jumped out. I have a cup of coffee every day, but point being is just drink water. Go for a walk outside in the fresh air every day, seven days a week for 30 days for 30 minutes. And the prescription was that simple. It was, you're going to walk for 30 minutes. You're going to eat just food and you're going to eat when you're hungry, not by some fixed three meal a day thing. You get up in the morning, you're hungry, have some food. Uh, when you're not hungry, don't eat. When you're hungry, eat drink water. And I think the prescription was for two liters a day or something like that. But the point was, is, is drink water when you're thirsty. Um, listen to your body. What the idea was, is that listen to your body will tell you what it needs. Fuel your body. When you have no caffeine, your body will sleep because you can't stay awake. You will get yourself into a proper sleep rhythm. You will be exhausted when it's time to go to sleep. You will go to sleep and you will stay asleep. You will wake up when the body is rested and you will carry on with your day. And the idea behind it was it doesn't require you to buy a whole bunch of new food. It doesn't require you to adopt a diet plan from the internet. It doesn't require you to buy a fitness membership. 
if you want to physiologically change the composition of your body and you physiologically want to become a healthier person, which will have significant effect on your mental health, then just do the simple things. Go for a walk, which is what I do. Now, I add the weighted vest because I have a little bit of extra pork around the middle that's got to go away. So because of that, I wear a weighted vest. I put my pod, I put some earbuds in. I listen to some great podcasts that I subscribe to. This awesome one called Inside My Canoe Heads right up there on the top of my list. Uh, but I listen to podcasts. I, I inform myself. I learn new things. Some people listen to, um, it, you know, I can't really listen to nature. I live in an urban environment or suburban outside the city of Ottawa. There's not a lot of nature on the go where I live, if you know what I mean. Like, to hear the sounds of nature, yeah, a bunch of buses and cars honking and everything else under the sun. So that's not the point. The point being is you get out, you do this for yourself, you get the exposure to the fresh air, the vitamin D in the sun, all that stuff is healthy for you. You eat good food, good, solid, healthy, meant for you food, and then you become more mentally focused, right? So right now I'm in the process of writing the final couple of chapters of my PhD dissertation, right? So it's easier when I'm well-fed with good food and I have good rest and I have done my exercise that I can sit in front of a keyboard and I can focus and I can start typing out some chapters and banging out some keys and getting stuff done, right? That's quite possible when I have properly taken care of this body and the animal and the mind that I have. But I think the most important part that sit, that shuts people down, and this is true for a lot of business activities and everything else, is patience. It's absolute patience. If you're looking for a quick fix, you may find it, but you'll bounce back to the bad habits pretty quick. I mean, we can run a bazillion studies and tell you that. The, you, you need patience to change. You need to sit back and say, okay, I'm going to start the grind. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to make habits out of them for the male. I don't know the data on females, but on males, it's about five weeks to create a habit that now becomes normalized in your, in your brain ecosystem. So you got to have the patience. You have to have the confidence, number one, that you can do this. And number two, you just have to have the patience. You just have to get up and you do it. It's not motivation. Motivation is comes and goes. This is discipline. Discipline means you get up and you execute a task irrespective of how you feel about it. You just do it. And that has to be the hardest thing. And this is why the, in the original article that I was talking about, the doctor said, I need you to do this for 30 days straight. No days off. There's no rest days. None of that BS. You're going to go out and you're going to do these simple things, some very simplistic, basic things for 30 days. You're going to come back and see me in that 30 days. If you do what you've been asked to do, the transformation will be life-changing. And I promise you that. I sincerely do. If you take anything from what I say today is that transforming your physical fitness, transforming your physical outlook, transforming your mental focus is well within your ability as a self-reliant 
individual. You have the ability without dropping a pound. You don't need a weighted vest like I did. Grab a backpack and throw a bunch of stuff into it, right? It's not hard. And if you don't have weights, you just take a bunch of jugs of water or liquid or anything and put it in there. The point being is, is that just go for that walk. Just eat regular food. Drink water. It's not complicated. And the reason I keep hammering this is because it's the patient mindset. You will go to the gym every day. You will work out and you will come home. You will shower. You will look in the mirror and nothing has changed. This is why gyms don't last because people or most gym memberships don't last. It's because people will go to the gym, but they don't have the patience. I'm going to hit the weights. I'm probably not going to see anything in the mirror that I may ascertain as a slight change in muscle build for probably three or four months. How many people are going to stick with it when they get nothing on their feedback loop for three to four months? right? Because their feedback loop is visual. They're looking for the visual cues that they're buff and they're getting lean, etc. If you look at the inward of fitness and you say to yourself, I just want to become more in charge. I'm, and I'm telling you this, it's again, it's the simplistic way to deal with fitness. Fitness is so important, yet it sounds so complicated. You need gym memberships. You need all this other crap. No, you don't need any of that. What you need is the discipline to give yourself 30 days, just 30 days. If you go and walk those 30 minutes, if you eat the food, and I mean simple food, just single ingredient and nothing else, and you drink nothing but water for 30 days, you will feel like a new you. Will you physically look any different? Probably not at all. Like you may have dropped a couple of pounds, but you're probably not going to physically see any different. What you're going to feel, though, is mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing. How you will feel that much more in charge of your own life. And it's a measure of becoming more self-reliant like we talk about endlessly on this podcast, about becoming more self-reliant, becoming more responsible for your outcomes, you are now on the train of making the body your greatest tool to go with your greatest weapon, which is your mind. When disruptions occur, things go pear-shaped. And we are kind of living in a bit of a chaotic world right now, if you think about it. So you may already be living a great physical lifestyle, but you may be eating crap. And this is what happens a lot of people when they go into the gym. Even the gym rats who go in and they pound the weights for uh, an hour and a half, several times a week. Again, they're no different. 25% of their gains in physical fitness are going to be won in the gym. 75% are going to be run in the kitchen. So these people who pound the weights and eat horrible food don't have much of a change over a long period of time. They may be getting physically bigger, but they're no healthier than they used to be because of their eating habits. And so a lot of people, again, I go to the gym, nothing's really changing. Well, what else have you changed, right? It's not complicated and it costs absolutely nothing. And that's the point. What it costs, the price for this is your patience and your discipline. And only you 
have the ability to determine whether those are available or not. So thanks for joining us this week on Inside My Canoe. Had a bit of a shorter episode in a chaotic world, but I thought it was very important as I begin my own journey on a new physical fitness routine that I throw my thoughts out there about physical fitness and the value of it to all of us in society. If you have any questions, drop me a line at jeff at preparednesslabs.ca. Hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, stay safe, get your jab, and uh, let's just all learn to be a little bit nicer to each other, okay? Because in a year when this thing is endemic and we're not, and there are no mandates anymore, uh, we still have to be neighbors and members of the same community. Take care.